Cool. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast here from the Crossroads Comedy uh, Network, a new <laughs> nonprofit. Uh, we're based in the Midwest in Indiana, so I'm trying to do a Midwest accent. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm Chris Newcomer. I don't have a Midwest accent. I'm from New Jersey, and I live in Philadelphia, uh, so I say things like beautiful. But this is indeed beautiful. the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast. And we will be discussing Star, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Season 3, Episodes 5 and 6, uh, Charades, <laughs> and Lost in, Lost in Translation. Um, but before we get to the Trek of the Star, we're going to get to the heart of the stars who are talking about the Trek. <laughs> I got um, so we've got Carrie Coleman-Henners with us. Carrie, how you doing? Well, Hello. Don't you know? Oh, don't you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Short. Oh. <laughs> uh, usually we do like a hey a bit. Yeah, I, I'm mixing things up. I just did it all at once. Yeah. So, you know, here you can. Uh... <laughs> so I know you're not I familiar wasn't... with improv, Carrie, but uh, here <laughs> in improv. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. So for the sorry. change up in the bit so sorry <laughs> well we've got carrie coleman hitters with us and how you doing all at once five okay. four three two hey, one and go i love it hello how are you i am fabulous and great and um uh we got a new deck oh that's fun it's the it's basically our old deck, but better, with a roof on it, and uh, oh, awesome! And we got the uh, you know we uh, sprung for that composite wood, not real wood. And this is at the front of your house, like a lovely front deck you had at the front. No, there was a back deck. It's a back oh. deck. The back deck. So everyone's invited over to the deck. <laughs> well, I love a deck invite. <laughs> I love a deck appointment, if you will. Um, <laughs> I will wait for that in the mail. Uh, but until then, uh, we also have with us Michael Henley. Michael Henley, hello, and how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How, why, you know, why? Just, uh, does anybody else want to finish this jello salad? Because I know I brought it with me, but I just jello don't want to take it back. Jello salad. That's a jello salad. They do yes. have some. There, it's not salad. That's made of Snickers. That's, that ain't salad, you know. But you're doing well, Michael. Sorry to do. Oh, I'm doing well. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing peachy. Uh, yeah, just had a, a lovely weekend. Um, uh, you know, we saw we uh, me and my girlfriend. We saw the we saw Barbie. Um, uh, cool. our first trip to the theater in a long while, which we really enjoyed. Great fun. Um, <laughs> went out to went out to dinner. Um, yeah, it was just a nice, quiet relaxing weekend which uh yeah i think we both really really needed so it was it was nice it was lovely that's great well good yeah yeah how are you doing yeah I'm good. how are you doing chris i'm doing very well i've got most of my internet issues i've been having for a couple weeks figured out i believe um the house that we moved into about a month ago was pretty much all settled in which is nice we're settling into the issues that come with a new home, not a new home, a new home to us, you know, and which involve the fact that we live near a dumpster from the place next door, which means you know who our friends in the backyard are, they're ah. rats. Yes, they are rats ah. who come to visit us at night. Okay. So, you know, we just need to get more cats in the neighborhood and the rats yeah. will no longer be a problem. But for now, yeah. 
Uh, you look at yeah, look where you before you sit down because they there might be drop-ins there, which oh, is an experience boy. I had earlier uh, this week. But otherwise, house is wonderful. Uh, boyfriend is wonderful. Um, he made us a great. Uh, he made us some some food for the week. He also used to work at Le Pain Quotidien as like a Ooh. general manager kind of person. So he made like a like serving batch of like warm grain food, whatever to like be served. So I'm like I'm I'm just like oh I'll have this okay butternut squash and like you know and barley and freaking quinoa and it was it was very good it was very good and um, now we have it's enough party. to feed literally fifty people so we can yeah. eat all very good. <laughs> awesome yeah i can't complain about that Mm-mm. now is there any trek in the news apart from the fact that strange new worlds has just finished its um mm. season we will get we will catch up to the end of the season but we um its season has officially ended with i think the episode's called hegemony mm-hmm. uh yes there i believe there was some william shatner news because i was getting some notifications about that because i got subscribed to the william shatner notifications somehow um but what was that news that he was getting uh in the he's in an mlm now and he wants you to start uh (laughs) selling leggings shatner style leggings that have all Uh, his catchphrases on them no but um he's going to be inducted into into which hall of fame the San Diego Air and Space Museum Hall of Fame. There's a San Diego Air and Space Museum? Uh, yes. The San Diego News. Apparently I'm getting notifications from You're getting the San real Diego regional news. trek in the news. I love wow. it. William wow. Shatner is set to be inducted into the San Diego Air and Space Museum's <laughs> International Hall of Fame. I love that. the oldest person is going into space. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I love, I uh, love a deeply local. He's also history. in, he's also in the WWE Hall of Fame. For why? Did you know that? For I know that. Tw- in 2021 or 2020, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I guess he, he did some. Uh, wrestling? Wrestling, not wrestling, you know. Uh, the clowning around bit where before the wrestling. Oh, that the mm. clowns, the clown section of the rest. Forgot about that. Yeah, you um, know, like they pretend to be in some sort of, of a, uh, yeah. feud, and then Jerry Lawler shows up, and then William Shatner shows up, and then they're fighting, and then and then William Shatner shows up. I, I'm deeply, I, I have not watched um, wrestling since the 80s and the last time i was watching it was when hulk hogan i guess had hurt himself or maybe was just taking some time off but they kept showing this like mm. video of like hurt hulk hogan and like typeface would go over him like it was star wars talking about his injury that he had and it was all very dramatic to me as a child uh not yet 10 uh seeing this big hulking man uh, be in such pain so mm. that's my most that's what i can associate with that so mm. yeah interesting that's your William Shatner news. Well, great. Well, All um, the news. that's fit to print. That's fit to print from San Diego uh, Air and Space Museum. Yeah. Well, on that <laughs> note, why don't, we, why don't we talk about the trek we're here to talk about? So um, we're going to talk about these two episodes. I'm going to describe um, episode five first, charades. Spock and Chapel are nearly killed when they encounter a portal created by a higher dimensional race, the Kirkovians 
who heal Chapel but accidentally reconfigure Spock's half-human, half-Vulcan physiology to that of a full-blooded human. This happens, this happens as Spock is preparing for an engagement ritual with his fiancée to Pring and her bigoted parents to Prill and Sevic. Uh, Spock's human mother, I mean, they are pretty bigoted, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Spock's human mother, Amanda Grayson, boards the Enterprise to help Spock tell to Pring of his condition, hoping not to worry her, and relies on the crew to help disguise himself as Vulcan and stall the ritual until a cure is found. Chapel convinces the Kirkovians to return Spock to normal by confessing to them her feelings for him. Spock is able to complete the ritual, which ends with him making a telepathic connection to his mother that shows him how difficult it is for a human to love a Vulcan. Spock then reveals the ruse to call out to Prill's bigotry. Offended that Spock hid his condition from her, Dupring asks to take a break from their relationship. Spock later admits to Chapel that he also has feelings for her, and they kiss. I actually think they probably do a little bit more than kissing, but mm -hmm. we only see them kiss. Mm -hmm. um, she gets to know what that green blood really do you know what i mean um, <laughs> i for one loved this episode i don't know yeah. you guys. I, I thought this was great fun loved this episode such a good time yeah no i i think um human spock is such a fun i mean it, you know they, they they've done a great job of like putting different these different characters in different situations and this is i think my favorite one so far of this season um, and also Ethan Peck, he's got so many emotions yeah. to Ethan, play. Yeah. Ethan Peck has really been been growing on me. I didn't like him. I wasn't a fan of him in uh, Discovery so much. I was a little bit like, mm, I don't know. But now as his character is developing and we're seeing different, uh, his struggle with his humanity and his Vulcanism, uh, Vulcan. Volcanity and his humanity. <laughs> Volcanity um, Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to watch. It reminds me of that one episode of Voyager when Bolana became just her mm -hmm. human self. Do you remember oh, that yeah. episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, because she was also struggling with that half Klingon, half uh, human. It's interesting. Um, that's also that brutal episode where that guy who was experimenting on her didn't he like come back having put on the face of like lungs yeah. of somebody yes. else yeah. that she was with yeah. like yeah that's, that's a pretty, pretty brutal awful, pretty <laughs> terrible just wore the skin of her friend uh, do you like me now that I'm wearing your friend's face that's not traumatizing at all they just no. move on from that um no. uh <laughs> Uh, there was fun awkwardness between Christine Chapel and Spock uh, before they even got to the Kirkovians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they they have history now. I mean, at the end of last season, he came out when he was like he gotten. I forget why he would have been like supercharged with yeah. emotion, but then he didn't he kiss her or hug her or something happened in last yeah. season. They kissed because he was trying to. What the heck was that episode? It was the oh, Orion was it pirate Bar? episode. No, oh, the pirate episode. It was the pirate right. episode where they were they were trying to do the um you know the, yeah. they're basically play acting, um That's right. in front of Tapring. Yeah, and Tapring was like, "You could never like her. It's fine. I wasn't yeah. jealous." Mm -hmm. So, um, Christine Chapel worries me a little bit, and I did I did watch episodes after this. But we know that their relationship is not going to last. We know that. 
just canonically. Um, So I am interested to see her character develop a little bit because they hinted at her relationship flakiness in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, and she definitely has strong feelings for Spock, but she also has commitment issues, this girl. Well, and also she's, it would, be, it would be a little bit, she she knows how, as this episode has proven, how hard it is to be a human who loves a Vulcan. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's not an easy thing to take on either. Um, I I love Amanda and I love the actress portraying Amanda. It's, it does such a great job. Yeah, I was watching uh, with Paul and Paul was like, so his mom's only like five years older than him. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, you know, humans and Vulcans age differently. And then he's like, well, then shouldn't she be like so much older than him? And I was like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. Vulcans could live like hundreds of years. So yeah, but do they also mature faster? Is that why he looks like he's not that much? Um, <laughs> the magic I, of television. Yeah. yeah, I think the answer to that is uh, um, looking it up right here. It's whatever they want it to be. Well, that's not very satisfying. <laughs> but I think that's what. It's, yeah. What? That's the first time I've ever heard that about a television program. Inconsistent, f- inconsistent from episode to episode. What? That's what is this? <laughs> I I also find the the every time we learn about a new Vulcan ritual, which is engagement ritual, I've never heard of this before. Very weird, specific things, and uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the airing of grievances from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, why can't I remember the name of that? Uh, but uh, I only from, remember the airing of grievances from Seinfeld and, um, Festivus. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Festivus. Um. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you, Spock, and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> you're going to hear about it. Wow. Wow. You can also, be my brain somehow it put the airing, mean. In my brain somehow put the airing of grievances in that episode of Next Generation where Luoxana Troy teaches Alexander how to have fun. And they're like, oh. on the holodeck. And I feel, yeah. feels like something she would tell him to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Watch. You know what you should do? Watch some Seinfeld. That'll be fun. That's what she tells him to do. Yeah, right. Um, it's this wonderful Earth program where nothing happens. <laughs> totally survived into the into the twenty fourth. It survived two ever... world war wars. Oh, absolutely did. Well, thanks to digital technology, it's all saved somewhere. It's great. It's all in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys ever notice? Um, I want. I just want to know your take on this because sometimes I think that the Vulcans are so logical that they're illogical again like oh those, yes yeah those, very much those yes. weird religious rituals they've they've logic to themselves out of logic yeah um. yes <laughs> i um you know like this is connected this is uh but um there's a there's an episode of voyager there's an early episode of voyager where um do you remember the episode where uh they meet a race and they're thinking about maybe sharing uh, transporter tech i think basically mm-hmm. or, or or something along those lines because they have advanced tech that could have them cross light years like multiple light years in a in a moment so like it's all about like well, are we going to share our tech oh it's like replicator tech maybe um and it's uh, i think it's like harry and tom are like you know maybe we should do this seska i think is involved because it's early days when it's seska's mm-hmm. still on the ship she's not yet and, a uh, cardassian not yet a cardassian <laughs> no and uh tuvok is the one who does it and yeah. um and it doesn't work out but like still tuvok's caught mm-hmm. and uh there's this great scene towards the end where janeway's like explain this to me and tuvok is like perfectly couches everything in like logic 
And Janeway has this great response, which I I wouldn't I I, I can't quote it, but it's basically just like it's but but it's, it's it's essentially calling him out on you know how Vulcans can use logic in order to justify anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's such a and and I've always taken that moment to be so kind of correct when it comes to my interpretation of Vulcans, where it's basically just like not nearly as principled mm-hmm. as they think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they have so many rules that they have rules for how they can therefore break rules. Yeah. You know, they're 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 like <laughs> they're like robots with like a billion yeah. different, you know, like uh 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 you know lines of code basically that allows the them to kind of do any single solitary thing. So I've always gotten that impression. And I really enjoy how this episode kind of seems to share that and really kind of minds it for comedy. It's got like a real it's got like a real farcical, uh especially mm-hmm. in the in the back yeah. half kind of thing it's very um comedy of errors for sure very much so very much so but it specifically reminded me of like well this is very comedy of errors because they're always about like you mm-hmm. know stuffy people having british parties but like yeah. always reminds me of like episodes of frasier where it's like we have to pretend to be other people you know, while we have while we have company over and things like that right. <laughs> oh dad's gonna ruin it with his down home <laughs> charm <laughs> oh the dog's here damn it <laughs> How embarrassing. That is so funny. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely had that, those vibes in a, in a wonderful way. And I also think that it was great casting to Brings parents. They were quintessential, like disapproving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Was... That relationship with the father and the mother. Was yeah. So oh, funny. So good. I, see, that's mom, what I mean. I, I oh, love yes. that. Oh, did you take a, a cookie thing? Like, no, we don't like those. Oh no, I don't no, like she was right. I, she reminded I, me that I was wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 I just, I just noticed something <laughs> about this that indicate that she is correct. <laughs> if only was at a party this week weekend with probably a couple a couple versions of that exact same couple and i was just like well, you're changing your opinion real quick about this cake okay yeah. <laughs> um Kirko- the kirkovians are funny they they aren't the in any other they're kirkovians they're not in any other they're not they? no they're, this is a new thing yeah. yeah they're they're brand new and i loved their whole kind of customer service kind of uh you know yeah. like um, you know, <laughs> that gate that was giving me like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Vibes. It really was. Very much. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring your towel? Yeah. Very that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very that vibe. Very Google uh-huh. Assistant trying to get you to yellow. where you need to be. <laughs> yellow. I am yellow. <laughs> I am blue. Also, also, I do like that gives the opportunity for um, Christine's friends to be like, you like him, dummy. Just say it. <laughs> This was a very yeah. much a little rom-com episode. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And um, you know, I think everybody's like on just on fire on this episode. Like the performances are so great. We mentioned Ethan Peck. I think Jess Bush is fantastic because yeah. she takes something that in lesser hands could be like the script is strong, but in lesser hands, it could be kind of stereotypical. It could be kind of like, you know, Liberty Gibbet woman, you know, like kind of like like that, you know, like you know like the 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 bad version like rom-com stuff basically and she finds a lot of truth to it that i think is really really great yeah. and anson mount is so funny in this episode just like doing background things basically and like <laughs> yeah. you know the the trying to yeah. make the food and like kind of you know like and suggesting uh, charades uh-huh. <laughs> uh, earth custom charades <laughs> have you guys played charades for real i've never played charades actually have, charades. i absolutely mm-hmm. have. yes 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 oh Astral nice charades. okay well i think I feel like I almost played some like theater game version of it, but also I feel like charades to a certain extent. Yeah, if you played celebrity, which is like a more complicated version of charades, true, 
Carrie, have you played Celebrity? I've... It's a good time. I wouldn't tell me of this celebrity. So basically everybody puts in a certain number of like celebrity names that you'll know. And there are three rounds in the first round. You have, you have like more ways you can, uh, you know, say who the person is. You could be like, uh, I forget. You can like, I, I, this kind of charades like sounds like, or those kinds of things. Oh. But then like the final round, yeah, you only get like one word to, to say, Oh no, no you don't, you know, I... second, second round is one word. And the last round you can't say anything. It's just like a, I I've played the kind of party game where you just tape the celebrity to your forehead. And yeah, and that's who you are. Oh, yeah, yeah and that's like that. who you are, and people you have to guess who you are. That's a good time. I like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I do like the idea, like that on um, Strange New Worlds in this in this enterprise, they're all drinking a lot more. It seems like in uh, in the bar, true. they're yeah. always just there having cocktails, um, telling jokes. Human from the neck up. Oh, can you believe it? Like, I love that. It's so much fun. <laughs> putting your finger on you put you putting your finger on something because this is something I always kind of missed in like Voyager and Enterprise because mm-hmm. Next Gen had Ten Forward, which was you know uh, like bar, lounge, you know, restaurant, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, a DS, huge pickup DS... joint for one, uh, Jane, uh, uh, Riker. I would say absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That was a very that was a very horny place. Um, and uh, you know, and DS9 had Quark's Bar, which was a very horny place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> Voyager Enterprise, you know, like had like the mess hall, and like the mess hall is fine, but like it's not. Yeah. The mess hall was like you know? a glorified conference room with like a kitchen. Yeah, at, yeah. Attached yeah. To it. Basically. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. So I like that vibe being back. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I I really enjoy that. Uh, and it's all real liquor too. It's not synthesized liquor, which uh, I think is neat. I, right. I I and this being the fifth episode out of ten, smack in the middle. I like that they chose this one for the middle episode because there are some that this season that deal with war and some heavier topics. So it's I like the balance. I think they're doing a good balance this season between the the light and the heavy. They aren't giving Christine a lot to deal with. She's like, not only is she dealing with pre-war trauma that comes back to her mm-hmm. in multiple episodes, yeah, mm-hmm. ones we've already seen and ones we're going to see again. And then yep. she's also got this love affair thing. I mean, I think she's really great, but I just feel badly, not she's badly, got but I feel a lot like going on. Got a lot to do. Problem. Yeah. And and, and she's mi- she's far exceeded my expectations from someone that I did not think was going to win Australia's next top model, but absolutely did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen um, her on that, you guys? No, have I not. Know. I no. didn't watch oh, it, but I knew. You have I knew to about go. It. You have to go see her on it because it's a very different vibe, very <laughs> than we're getting from Christine Chapel. Okay, she's okay. herself. <laughs> she's not I mean, being. It would, it would make sense. Uh, I I do follow her on Insta, so I guess I have like a little piece of that. So okay, yeah. There is. It is nice. Uh, you were saying earlier um, that that. She's not the stereotypical Fliberty Gibbet woman. You use the mm-hmm. word Fliberty yeah. Gibbet. So I'm I just like that word. I don't even know. Uh, do you know where you know where you got that, right? You know what that's from? Liberty Gibbet. Uh from well, I first heard it at a young age from the sound of music, but I don't know if that's, that's exactly right. Um a Fliberty Gibbet, a will of a wisp, a clown. A clown. <laughs> How do you solve a problem Top like Christine like Chapel? Christine Chapel, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is definitely the name of this episode of our yeah. podcast. Oh, Flip- that is Flip- <laughs> I love it. Um, well, what I was saying is what gets me about those Fliberty Gibbet women is that they're always like these high-powered executives. I'm a high-powered executive. I'm oh, a yeah. CEO. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm in charge of the big thing, but I just can't get a date. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I yeah. just keep thinking about love. And I, they don't even worry about their job. And they're just worried about, does he like me? Does he not like me? But yeah. Chris, this is not that. Well, no, I think this, this harkens back that. to this harkens back to what we love, like a Meg Ryan starring rom com kind of vibe, and like like a You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. where like that's that's a fully formed character who's you know quirky and fun and and not like the shell that we get from these Hallmark movies yeah. that they 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 churn out fifteen of every year, or it's just like oh, a castle for Christmas or whatever. Sure. Well, I mean, because yeah. I mean, and, and Christine has been characterized, you know, since the beginning of the show as very confident you know um and 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 i think that's incredibly important because like the spock relationship with her like like christine chapel like they've definitely character like she has no problem getting a date you know like that is that is not her problem her problem is she wants what she can't have which is spock um which i think is really messes up her sense of control and it's why she's so afraid of it um which i think is a a cool little nuance yeah i like that i like that too yeah She's very intelligent. Her character is very intelligent. Um, It's nice to see this character that we know from the original series, but don't know that much about. She was just sort of in the background. She had a few episodes, but she was mostly in the background. And uh, we get to know more about her her. as well. No. Major Barrett. Yes. Mm -hmm. Major Barrett played her as well. Yep. Talk about confidence. I mean, come on. Major Barrett. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have two characters on this show that were previously played by major barrett well right that's right yeah number one and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i love that shall we um any final thoughts on this episode before we move on to discussing lost in translation this one was Mm. just this is maybe my favorite episode of the entire season a season that by the time we're recording this is finished and i will say unequivocally i loved this season i thought this was great and there really wasn't a there really wasn't necessarily a bum note in the whole batch um but this was maybe my favorite episode this season yeah to quote you on facebook yeah. just today i believe no notes is what you said about this season. No notes. is that correct <laughs> that's correct that's correct no notes <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised at the end how quickly Spock went to Christine. That's all. I thought it was going to get drawn out a little bit, but I keep forgetting I so that yeah. these episodes are all these seasons are only 10 episodes long, so they can't really draw too much stuff out. So every time I think they're going to like lead me on a little bit, they don't do it. <laughs> they just get right to it. So anyway, what? but yeah. One thing before we move on to the next episode, which I'm I'm really being entertained by, is that Strange New Worlds is definitely a different type of show than, say, your Discovery or your Picard or even your Lower Decks, um, where, um, you know, we kind of mentioned before how it keeps toggling between, like, light and dark, light and dark. Um, and I think the season is kind of balanced just right and in, in how it's kind of organized and whatnot. Um, I'm really enjoying seeing people kind of react to the show as if as as, especially like kind of younger people who kind of don't know what to make of it, because all I can think is that this used to be what especially Star Trek, this used to be what it was where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm thinking about like seasons of Deep Space Nine, where it's one week, it's a very bracing exploration of someone's PTSD. And next week, we're all going to play baseball for an episode, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and I, 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 sorry, I got frozen there for a second. Oh, oh okay. Um, um, I you know, read that. Yeah. yeah. I read that Chris Fisher, who is the executive producer of the show. Uh, he was on, 
um, the seventh rule podcast with Ciroc Lofton. Nice. And he was saying that he wished it was 20 episodes a season because it took them four years to make 20 episodes because of COVID, because yeah. of writer mm-hmm. strikes. Um, that's crazy. 20, uh, four years to make 20 episodes compared to how many episodes they cranked out of Star Trek exactly. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's um, I, that's crazy. Oh, I know we, we, always, we, we do always make that comparison, but it is nice to have, be able to flesh things out so much more and take their time, you know? Mm-hmm. I saw a funny, very funny tweet that I'm not sure I agree with, but uh, it was someone's just saying like, I missed the way TV used to work. Now everything is so polished. I missed it when it was like 25 episodes a season. They were all super cheap. Five of them were great. And like, maybe like another five of them were like, maybe the worst thing you've ever seen. Um, and that's kind of true. Like, it's true because it's those shows that are the worst episodes. That's what gets people in love with the shows. Do you know what right. I mean? It's like, this episode was so great, but then what, what did you just do? And then that's how it gets people invested in the show. So yeah. it's a great it's a great test, I think, for like how much the characters work, because like when there you have a bad episode with a bad plot, like you can just be like, well, I'm just going to cling to the characters whom I love, like like right. like a right uh, like a life raft in like a, a terrible storm, you know, kind of thing. And I think it it creates like a greater connection, you know, and she's like, oh, these characters, they got me through. Like, remember that terrible episode that they got me through? Yeah, that's this is great. Um, So like nowadays, the connection is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Well, why don't we talk about another episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, episode six, Lost in Translation. Um, The Enterprise joins the USS Farragut to repair a deuterium refinery. Ensign Nyota Uhura begins experiencing hallucinations of strange noises and frightening images, including the deaths of her parents and of former Enterprise engineer, Hammer. Pelia discovers that the refinery has been sabotaged. Sal Ramon, the officer responsible for this sabotage, is taken to sickbay. He exhibits symptoms similar to Uhura's. Uh, Ramon escapes sickbay and attempts to sabotage the Enterprise. Uhura pursues him and unsuccessfully attempts to calm him down. James Kirk, visiting from the Farragut, rescues her before Ramon is blown into space by an explosion. Uhura discusses her hallucinations with Kirk, and he helps her realize that she needs to confront her grief about her parents and Hemmer rather than ignoring it. With the help of Kirk and his brother Sam, a xenoanthropologist, Uhura realizes that her hallucinations are messages from aliens who live in the deuterium and are being killed by the refinery. She reports her theory to Pike, and he orders the refinery destroyed. Uhura later introduces James Kirk to Spock. A big intro. That was a kind of a cool moment to see. Did you guys enjoy this episode? Yeah, I liked I this did. one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like any time. so important. Uhura yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who introduces Spock and Kirk. I'm just saying yeah. she's that important. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she's part of the part of the lifeblood of the yeah. of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love how people just trust her. Like she's like, yes. you have to blow this whole entire thing up. And he's like, Are you sure? very interesting like, too yep. yeah yeah especially like, with okay. uh, they mentioned the investment that you know the federation has put into this mining facility and pike is basically just like all right that's what whoever says you know like i'll handle it you know kind of thing um tremendous trust there um even after an episode where everyone's telling her just like you need to get some rest um mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was a really strong Uhura episode. Uh, I liked the central mystery. Um, I liked the uh, you know, the 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 side plot with uh Pelia and uh and Una. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I like putting them in a room together. Um, you know, I like having them connect to the mystery. And I love I love that last moment when uh Uhura introduced Kirk and Spock. And like I like the fact that they don't tee up to it too much. Like I feel like a lesser show would be like teasing it like for the entire episode. Yeah. Like, you know, like and they didn't they do that. They would like keep they missing each other or something. Yeah. yeah. Right, or right. They don't have to meet in this big, like, you know, the heat of battle kind of way. They just are like co-workers in passing. Like, yeah, we've yeah. seen each other around. I think exactly. that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh that it's that's how relation actual relationships build, you know. Correct. That's very true. Um, and I realized I, as just now, as we were all talking about this and about Kirk, this is the first time we've seen quote unquote real Kirk in the quote unquote real. Can, oh, you're can right. Yes, timeline. you're right. We've only seen yeah, him in two different. True. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I suppose he was acting to me personally. I didn't see much of a difference in uh, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it made me think it made me realize what my problem with Kirk is I don't think they need that character at all I just don't think Kirk is even necessary on this show like I think it's just it's just like tack like added in I think the show would be just as good without Kirk because we don't have Bones we don't have you know Scotty we don't have but the rest of the cast of characters, we don't need them. I like finding out about the the people before Kirk. Um, yeah, like I'm okay. I'm okay with just hearing about Kirk in the background, <clears throat> um, and not having it about him. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it it does feel like the exact opposite of what I just meant. Like I mentioned the the Kirk Spock scene, like they didn't really tee up, but it feels like on a macro level, this show is definitely trying to go like, oh, don't worry, like it's coming, you know, like the original yeah. series is coming. It almost makes me think that they're actually trying to try to test out a like, what if we redid the original show with a new cast, basically, but it's still Kirk Spock, you know, like everything, and they're they're all like. What if we did the sequel show that happens to be like a remake of the original show or something like that? Because like they keep collecting cast members that yeah. could make that happen. Um, but there's an episode later on where we see Kirk again. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. And it's one of those things which is like, how many times is he visiting this ship? My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? Um, I, I appreciate that they're building connections between him and Uhura and him and Spock and even him and Pike and and, and him uh, and Lahan. <laughs> him and Lahan, definitely. Um and you know uh, what I think know. I would have liked better is if, well, I guess in this day and age, nobody knows how long a show is going to run. But say the show's been running for a long time and they know they can feel that they're nearing the end of their run. Sure. I would love for Kirk to have come on then you know because then it mm-hmm. feels more of like a passing of the torch maybe. sure um and i think in this episode we had a little bit of a uh um or pike got a little taste of oh his his future is getting closer because he sees kirk who he knows is going to take who is going to take uh up after him he's wearing he's the fleet captain for temporary 
which hmm. he knows is mm-hmm. going to be his fate. So perhaps he has realized his fate is becoming closer. And he's still like five years away from that actual fate though, right? Or Yeah. 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 Which makes his relationship decisions interesting. Um, I guess he's decided to live as if that's not happening, as if he doesn't know about his future, which is wonderful. But how can you unknow that? Right. Also, I'm actually, this is my bad memory. Um, I forget. Captain Patel, does Captain Patel know what Chris is going through? Does he know, does she know the vision of the future? I don't don't recall recall it coming up. He's not that forthcoming with her as we've been learning through all this. No, he's not. No. Yeah. (laughs) So that's interesting. That's pretty on again, off again. Mm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I, I, I wonder, I wonder how that will factor in. Maybe, maybe they're trying to get us not to think about it that much because it is Mm -hmm. still further off. Sure. And truly doing that would end the series, I would say, right? Don't you think like <laughs> they would have to go on to like a, a it would be tough yeah. to continue this one without um without yeah. Pike. Sure. Yeah. But I guess conversely, if they needed if like they were getting bad reviews, which I don't think they are, and if they had bad, you know, uh, ratings and they wanted to like speed up a a shift to like a original series reboot they could always do a time jump they could be like yeah. five four weeks later four years later whatever yeah. you know what? they really could <laughs> i mean i mean they could even they could keep the name of the show the name of the show strange new world is very flexible you know like for all we know it is going to turn <laughs> it's into a, very a uh, flexible name yeah i mean you know funny. like there's no saying that uh pike has to be the leader of the show forever um yeah true. i wonder yeah about that that's true um, yeah i really like sam kirk though I would I like be happy. Well, yeah. I also think he's so much cuter than James. No more. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's those eyes, the hair, and the mustache. It's all good. It all works well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all works very well. I enjoy their byplay too. Honestly, I forget if it comes up in this episode or a later episode, but they have very like brotherly kind of byplay. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I did not know what you meant by that until you said brotherly. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sorry. you know, like I'm like byplay. Interesting. Banter. Who's like, doing byplay? You mean when, uh, when, when, when I'm just by play and... curious, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, well, then, of course, then this just makes me think of what we, my, my boyfriend and I just watched that first episode, and at the end, you know, um, um, Spock and Kirk and Spock and uh, Pike sit down. He's like, you know what you do after a long day? <laughs> You know, jokes abounded about what they could do together to um, blow off some steam at the end of a tough day. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd watch that movie, but. Um... Sure. Sure. <laughs> but who would be in charge? No, we don't. We didn't talk. That's a different, that's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uhura, though. I just want to talk about Uhura again because what a tragic backstory that Uhura has. Oh my God! Her yeah, the shuttle her family, yeah. her parents, and her brother dying in a shuttle accident. And never... has this always been Ahura's backstory, or is this like sort of the new new reboot Ahura backstory? This is a, this is a reboot Ahura's backstory. They established it in the 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 first season, but before that, it didn't exist. Okay. Interesting. Okay, it, it does it does give her more to work with because I think we can all agree it does. Yeah. She didn't always get as much attention as she deserved in the original series. 
No, no. I um, you know, I, I think one of the one of the great things this show is that and the um the original, the um the 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 Chris Pine movies definitely paved the way for it, but like making Uhura yeah. an actual character because of Despite how mm-hmm. important Uhura is, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Nichelle Nichols because she's mm-hmm. amazing and Uhura is awesome. But um Whale know, Song. I'm getting whale song. In the movies, especially, <laughs> they decide to make her a character. But on the TV show, like I, I hate to say it, but she's not a character. It's yeah. important that she's there. She she serves this tremendous symbolic yeah, she... importance. Um, but um, there's that famous story about her being talked out of quitting the show because of Martin Luther King Jr. and him talking about how important it is that she's there. And that's a great story, but at the same time, I also do understand why she was thinking why about leaving the quit. show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Well, yeah, well, good that good that um, these, these new iterations of Uhura don't have to fight those same battles and get to be fully-fledged yeah. folks. Who we'll see in later episodes in the season are the best singer on the crew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's some competition there, though. I will oh, I say I can't wait to talk about the musical episode. With oh you. my gosh, that'll be next oh week. I think that'll be next that'll week. That'll be right? next week. No, yes. two weeks. Excited. No, it's episode nine. We're on five and six. Next week, seven and eight. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Well, it'll be worth the wait. I have a lot of opinions. Uh, I've also been um, listening to the soundtrack on my. It's on Spotify. Um, I, I I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves too, because like seven and eight are bangers. I will tell yeah, you that. No, they're, they're 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 not they're not misfiring this whole season. I would say Mm-mm. it's all. I will be honest with you. My least favorite episode this season has been the time travel one. It didn't do it for me. I know I, I know you guys really enjoyed it. That one did not. I no no I I I tend to agree with you when you compare it to all the other episodes. I would say I would put that. Yeah. If I had to rank them, it wouldn't be at the top. I think in retrospect for me, the time travel episode, now that I see what they kind of built with it, it makes me go like, "Mm, I feel like you could have built this, you know, a different way and still gotten to where you want to go. Yeah. Um, But, you know, but I I still enjoyed it. Um, You know what it is about that episode? It didn't, it only involved two of the characters from the cast. And we usually, the episodes that we love, everybody's important everybody's doing something uh everybody is integral integral somehow uh Mm -hmm. for the episode now i do know that there is a there's a reason for this at least somewhat because i do know that um anson mount um uh had a baby um his wife had a baby i'm sorry but Mm. uh yes yeah anson mount (laughs) became a father when they were filming uh the early parts of the season uh so which is why if you go back and watch episode one he's barely in it um right. and uh i can only assume he's a good amount in episode two but the episode three the time travel one i can only assume again that's part of the reason why he's barely in it you know because uh he got some paternity leave so um i know that's part of it but Ooh. you know um but you know like what they came up with instead it's not you know it's it's maybe oh uh, i just i just had to google it because i wanted to see a picture of anson mount's baby and her name yeah. is clover Aww, I love that. I love I just, that. That's such a good I name. just look on twitter.com X, uh, mm-hmm. formerly known as twitter.com. Anson <laughs> uh, Mount Baby. You got a little, little, little picture of a little baby. Okay, I'm looking right now. Anson Mount Baby. Oh, very cute. Oh, wait, Aww. that was 2021. Yes, I guess that took it did take them four years to create. So I guess so. Maybe they did build that in 2021. Wow. Cute. Clover. 
Oh man, there's something about an attractive man holding a baby that really does something to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's there. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, Clover. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to get sucked into what Ansonon is talking about on Twitter. <laughs> X. No, he's he's he's, oh, he's 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 one of the good ones. He's not. He's one of the good, he's totally one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> He this is, totally is not a Robert Beltran situation. We're safe. Oh, did we we're mention safe. that? Did we? I mean, I when you mentioned Trick in the News, I think, but uh, yeah, there's the whole um, Robert Beltran, you know, breaking SAG rules at a Star Trek convention. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. Oh, I just was yeah. This from previous stuff he'd said. What did he? Oh, do? yeah. No, I'm sorry. This is breaking news because um, they had a. Uh, it was in Vegas uh, last weekend, I think, and uh -huh. um, they were, you know, obviously the rules are very kind of Byzantine, you know, when people are on strike, you know, so you kind of you have people there, and obviously they're there because of Star Trek, but you can't necessarily talk about your character because that's breaking SAG rules, and I realize that's awkward, but like everyone, you know, glommed onto the rule. Basically, Shatner was there, and like he, you know, played by the rules. Um, and, uh, Robert Beltran basically just decided to say, screw the rules and just decided mm -hmm. to start talking about, and, uh, you know, talk about Chakotay and all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, I think this has put him in hot water with SAG, um, the, um, yeah. who, uh, I believe the LA vice president of SAG is Michelle Hurd from Star Trek Picard. She is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so it's a whole thing. It's been developing over the past, you know, uh, uh, you know, and like Beltran on Twitter, you know, because that's a cesspool in general, unfortunately, because he has <laughs> political opinions, um, you know, uh, but uh, people have been trying to like, I, I swear he has no ounce of damage control because it's basically, you know, it's basically been him going like, no, when I say, you know, when, when you down. heard. Yeah, they basically essentially saying like when you heard me basically go screw SAG rules, what I meant was really screw SAG rules. Screw SAG rules. Like, yeah, it's like, well, this is, you know, and it makes me wonder about he's his. Doing, he's doing it on purpose. He's He was deliberately doing it. it very much like so. An yeah. Accidentally, it wasn't an accidental oops. It was, a, I'm going to do this specifically in protest mm -hmm. of this. And yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, I, I think probably endangers future conventions for as long as the strike is going because, you know, like that's the mandate that you play by the rules. So uh, yeah. that's a whole thing. I'm sure he's endangered his role on Prodigy going forward, you know, because, you know, this Didn't is Prodigy get canceled. No, it got moved to another network. Season two is still it, no, it has not found a new network yet, basically. But I think the idea is, yes, you're right. But another network could pick it up and season three could still happen, you know, so I it's see. like, but if that still happens, then is Robert Beltran going to be involved with it? Because that's kind of scabby behavior, you know, thing that's going on, you know, so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, so, yeah, that's on top of like what a fun presence he is on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. The, um... It's a shame. Yeah. Makes you uh, makes you not want to um, see these people in real life sometimes because they they ruin oh. the the memory you have uh, the good memory you have because I I loved Chakotay I loved him so much yeah. yeah um and now I'm thinking oh no I'm SAG eligible should I not be talking about Star Trek oh wait that's right I'm not actually in the union it's fine it's all good <laughs> yes, yeah it's, I, the, the rules are very mm -hmm. like uh, and, and like. The, the rules are hard like they they're very different because like there was a lot of confusion about like people who are doing like videos and whatnot but like you know you know um you know i want to promote this but i'm not in this basically does that endanger my future you know with and it's just like well kind of maybe sort of actually on th in this instance perhaps it's a whole lot of so i i understand yeah. the confusion but uh 
Yeah, so Robert Belcher. No, but Anson Mount is one of the good ones. He is he is a fun Twitter presence. He's great. And he's such a cheerleader for this show, for his castmates, mm-hmm. you know, and also for the strike. He is very, very pro-strike, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, and he's also very, very uh political, but in a good way, in the yeah. kind of way where you're just like, that's my captain. There you go. Right. Um, yeah. In so the way that Janeway is, the way, the way that I should Kate Kate Mulgrew is. Yeah. 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 Um he also has a very good episode of, I don't know if you guys ever listened to gates mcfadden's investigates podcast <laughs> no no i'm not <laughs> he's got a good I episode of that. To hear it. does he yeah that's cool. yeah the best part about her podcast is inevitably it always comes back to how she used to teach clowning and mask work and that kind of stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. which i love because yeah. clowning is so fun it's like so silly but like just the serious the, the the she speaks of it with gravity which it deserves but it is just lovely to hear you know, Dr. Crusher be like, you know, the, the clowning I did in France, let me tell you. Like, this is- <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. She, she, she worked really with, she worked with, uh, with, with Jim Henson's group for a while, right? To, like, yeah, she, she worked on like, Labyrinth. Yeah. She worked on Labyrinth. She worked on Dark Crystal too, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she has a cameo in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. She's the uh, secretary. Yes. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, love Gates. Yeah. And I'm, uh, that, that, that actually segues to the idea that something else I wanted to mention that I, I'm workshopping idea of doing another podcast, not in lieu of this one. Don't worry. Just another podcast with my friend, our Eric. Gosh, you, got, you, know. you got me so nervous. Just don't, be nervous. Like, what? don't be nervous. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but I'm just going to put it out there because the more we talk about it, he's now mentioned what we're this, this thing, this amorphous thing in his book and the acknowledgements, which is hilarious. He had a book that just came out mm-hmm. and we have this thing. We keep talking about doing a cabaret called two Miss Piggies. Cause we think of ourselves as a couple of Miss Piggies. Um, and I was saying to him, you know, is it not just a cabaret? Is it also a podcast where we discuss other people who we think are also Miss Piggies? Like Maria, Maria Callis is a Miss Piggy, you know, uh, you know, you should talk about like their body of work and what makes them Miss Piggy and why Interesting. they're very glamorous. Mm. So. I'm excited mm. to listen to that. It should be fun. A very like <laughs> let me get more niche than I already was with a Star Trek. I podcast. love it. <laughs> but yeah, we're putting love it out it. there. I'm just keep talking about it till Ew. it happens. You know, it's great. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, any any final thoughts on this episode, my friends, that you uh, you want to bring forth? Good to see Hammer back. Uh, I liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like them solidifying the connection that Uhura and Hammer had last season because I miss him uh, as much as I like Pelia. I do miss him. Um, so yeah, and this is my favorite like little subgenre of Star Trek: the whole like sci-fi procedural mystery, but also like mystery where only one person is on thinks they're onto something and everyone else thinks basically they're overworked or they're crazy or whatever yeah. basically i i i i love that it's just there's something in the transporter particles <laughs> oh that's totally what it reminds me of yeah and everyone's like barkley you're crazy it's like oh wait no barkley has a point no, barkley, oh no right. barkley just listen to barkley like yeah. come on just listen to him Unless uh, yeah. he's a hologram coming across the whole, you know, um, to the Delta Quadrant, he could be a fake Barkley. I'm all just exactly. saying. <laughs> I, I'm also, I'm also going to say Dwight Schultz in real life slash Twitter. Basically, do not listen to Barkley. Oh no, is he yeah. also bad? No. Yeah. Oh, I'm so Dwight sad. Schultz. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, I'm sorry. That just I'm makes sorry. me want to go listen to him. Uh, I <laughs> this episode made me wonder if they're going to do a thing where each season they have a new chief engineer the chief engineer has to yeah. leave for I until it's wondered about that yeah. until it's scotty right i mean until it's scotty that's what i was wondering so they're I like spinal they're like spinal tap drummers they keep switching out yeah yeah 
And the warp core goes to 11. So, yeah. <laughs> the warp core goes to 11. No, we'll all turn into lizard people. <laughs> um yeah well i was at warp 10 warp 11 I'm warp like, 11 God, you know you're beyond warp... lizard people there you're oh, like man <laughs> primordial yeah. ooze oh yeah you know what at this point let's hit the reset said button. that too loud we probably that could really... soon. <laughs> that by the way nerdy of me i'm sorry by the way this is my <laughs> fan fiction pitch i really think someone should do this like ever since that episode where warp 10 turns you into a lizard and paris uh made it with janeway and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. There has to be a story out there about a guy who's trying to recapture the experiment, not because they're interested in speed, but just like I want to turn into a, I want to turn right. into a lizard person, really yeah. a horny lizard, lizard person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, I mean, not to sound like Dwight Schultz, but I'm pretty sure our government is all horny lizard people. Anyway, um... <laughs> that would explain a lot. That would that might have been a tweet I saw from him. Yes. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you that um, it is fun what they're doing with this, with it, with engineer thing. And I, and I think because the way they're giving it a light touch, like she's not getting like a whole lot of big stuff to do. It does feel like um, it, they're, they're preparing to like keep, keep the engineering slot open and move in. Um, so yeah, we'll see what they end up doing with that. Hmm. Maybe Jordy will come back and just, you know, but like in Ooh. the time travel episode to be the, mm -hmm. the chief engineer for a little bit. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd be into that. I mean, I'm 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 gonna be enjoying over the next couple of years of Strange New Worlds as like like they slowly reconstitute the original series cast, basically. Like it's like, oh look, there's the here's this cantankerous doctor. Like, oh, is right. he gonna introduce himself? Oh, it's bone, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um I and and like that that sounds like that sounds like, oh, I'm really looking forward to it, but I actually am really looking forward to no, it. No, I am well given they, I know this is this is a spoiler too. We'll talk about when we get there. obviously uh, another we we do see. We do see, um, you know, uh, another cast member. I won't say their name, but I did shout their name before they even, the minute uh -huh. I heard their accent, I shouted their name. And once again, my boyfriend does not know Star Trek was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I said, I said this, I said this to my girlfriend last night where it's just like, well, unfortunately, there is only one person in all of Star Trek who has that accent, that yeah. very common in today's world accent. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, because everyone yeah. else from that country moved to, you guessed it, a sex candle planet. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh that's that's oh canon. God. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's total canon. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to Gates. Oh gosh. <laughs> so well, that's proof uh, proof again, proof again that a good a good character you love can get you through a really terrible episode. <laughs> it's it's really enjoyable, by the way, like introducing Star Trek to uh into to to uh my my girlfriend because like there's so much and like especially like lower decks in jokes, because like you know, when she hears them, like she keeps thinking of, of things where it's like, oh, they made that up. I'm like, no, that really happened. No, so like happened, the, yeah. the the Dr. Crusher, like you know, like sex candle ghost thing, it's just like that's that's a funny joke. That's oddly specific though, but they totally made that up, right? And it's like no, that, that that really happened. That really happened. Yeah, it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just rewatching the episode where people's fantasies kept appearing to them of, of lower decks from those like hallucination balls, and then like Dr. <laughs> Leah Brahms comes in and talking about you know, <laughs> optimizing the hard drive. <laughs> I forgot about that. Very oh good, but God. also good. Very very freaking niche. My goodness. So good. <laughs> well, any any uh, any recommendations for for the folks of other things you're enjoying, Trek or otherwise? Mm. Uh, well, I was just watching, and this is 
everybody knows about this. Uh, Good Omens 2 on... Uh, oh, yeah. It's on our list. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's very different from the first one, but it's it's I like it. I was skeptical because yeah. I love that book so much and I loved the first yeah. miniseries. And now that they're going kind of off book, I'm like, oh, but um the fact that I know it's it's based on in part a manuscript that uh Gaiman and Pratchett were writing before Pratchett mm-hmm. passed away makes me mm-hmm. more comfortable with it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. And I also just recently watched, and I, I don't know if I like it or not. So if you guys have watched it or will watch it, tell me if I like it. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Um, oh, yeah. Ooh, I want to see that. Uh, Idris Elba and Tilda, right? Tilda. Tilda. Swinton, yep. And I just, if you watch it, tell me what you think about it. I'm not going to say anything about it because I let, I'm, I don't. I need to sit with it a little bit to figure out if I, yeah. I okay. like it or not. Okay. I'm watching Equally Highbrow Fair in that I am re-watching the newest season of Junior Bake Off with my boyfriend because oh, he didn't watch it. I watched nice. it without him and now I'm back into it. It's You're just so good. It. Those kids are so funny. Yeah. It's um, like a little girl named Lola being like, I I dropped my cookies. One went down my apron. <laughs> it says party. Like it's so... <laughs> unhinged and wonderful i love it so much i also and uh recommend the new season of nailed it there they changed up the format it's a nailed it baking competition and i really enjoy it because what they're doing is they have the same people going over the course of 10 uh, episodes with coaches and they're trying to teach them how to get better. That's really good. That's a, that's a nice way to sort of move on beyond the um, yeah way they've taken advantage of all these people who are shitty. Yeah, all these years. yeah. <laughs> and I I like it a lot. I like the people that are on it. So let's check that out. <clears throat> that's really good. Um, yeah, I think that's my only only recommendation is that is that Junior Bake Off. <laughs> I also watched. I did watch Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is a, a gay rom com. Oh, we watched where, that too. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was very. I mean, it's very cute, very very rom commy. Uma Thurman doing some some interesting acting. It's it was. <laughs> <laughs> have you okay, read? We need a pizza. You know, like it was very good. Um, have you read the novel? Chris? I did read the novel. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I, My... I prefer. I prefer the novel. I mean, that's what everyone always says. But I mean, there's mm-hmm. just a lot more meat to it. But they did pretty. They did pretty well bringing it to life. I think. I have not read the novel, but I watched the movie. My partner read the novel. She said the exact same thing. And the way she described the novel to me made me go like, oh, I think I prefer the novel too, even though I haven't read it. You would. Um, I, it, there's a lot yeah. more, you know, there's a more characters that don't get to be in there. And I mean, you mm-hmm. can't do as much in two hours, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It, yeah. It sounds like they cut some of the, which is weird for a movie about politics, but they cut some of like the political stuff basically, which yeah. disappoints me as I, as I, as I hear it told. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, but the, with the with the with the end beat of you know the his mother being Uma Thurman getting reelected, um, it did make me think in my dreams I was going to dream about you know um, Poison Ivy getting reelected for four more years. You know? nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uma Thurman's accent accent in that movie, by the way, is interesting. Yeah, and by that you mean not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I said to my, I was just like, I know she's going for like a Southern thing, but it sounds like she's playing, She it sounds like she's specifically doing like Blanche Dubois, but like, exactly. you know, you know? <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. 
She's like, you know what, real? Who wants real? I know I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you go like, is this the 1950s? Like, what's happening? There's a really good, um, uh, they made an opera version of Streetcar Named Desire. Andre Previn wrote this opera version for Renee Fleming, which is really beautiful. (laughs) But so you've got Renee Fleming singing like Blanche's realism monologue, which goes like that real, who wants real? I know I don't want it. But it's like in Renee Fleming's sort of swoopy, um, indulgent soprano. So it's like, real, who wants real? I'm not. I'm like it's so specific <laughs> and weird but listen to that art that's my recommendation listen to i want magic by renee fleming all and, right and okay. it's beautiful but you also Bring have a giggle down. at the way that she's singing things it's very funny uh, don't turn on that night it all looks so ugly in the night. And it's, and it's really it's beautiful but also very funny like all english opera it sounds like you know at a certain point like a fourth grade play because it's like the children singing like I'm Thaddeus Stevens and this is the way it goes like it's that kind of vibe to it uh, to these things sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's about it for us today, huh, friends? Did we? I think did we, we covered it. We covered I think so. It all? Yep. Okay, covered great. It. Well, then we will catch you next week where we will be talking about the next two episodes from Strange New Worlds. And until then, keep trekking. Or another yeah. catchphrase that we come up with after that one, which does not satisfy. Oh. Sorry. How do you solve a problem like Christine Chappell? <laughs> How do you catch a nerf and pin her down?